I wanted to start talking about terminologies, timelines, that type of stuff. Now, what you have in your hand tonight is a summarization or summary of the whole picture of where we are right now. Okay? So, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I believe that's on this slide here. Uh, maybe on the other one. But um, what we want to talk about is the fact that the Bible prophesies about many events that will occur in the end. All right? Uh, these, these events can be characterized as signs. All right? What do you have? All right? What else? Spiritual signs. What is it? Sociological signs. Technological signs. And political signs. Now, let me ask a question. Are you even remotely interested in any of this? Huh? Somebody like, nope. I just want to turn up. No, it's fine. <laughs> nope. I don't know. Nope. Uh, what does it matter, right? Now, as a believer, we should be concerned about what's coming. We should be in tune with um, the signs of the times. Now, let's, let's look at where we are now. What's happening now in our world? Not just in America, but in our world. What, what, what things are happening? Wars? We have a whole war going on right now, right? Uh, what else is going on? We have a whole pandemic going on, right? Okay. What else? The, oh, man. All kinds of issues going on with the government, right? What else? Ilk, inflation. All right. All right. Inflation. What else? Killings. Hatred. Um, what else? Recession, right? So the question is, are we going to get better or is it going to get worse? Is it going to get better or is it going to get worse? Or is it just going to even out? Now, if you know what the Bible says, you'll know that the Bible says that it's going to get worse. And the worst that you see today is not as intense as what's to come. Did you know that? Does everybody know that? Does anybody know that? So, but here's what it does to some people. It makes you literally depressed. Like, seriously, like I thought we had some hope here. Okay, but the beauty of this whole story that is that... It, no matter, it, it doesn't really matter in a sense that even though it gets worse, you and I have hope in the midst of it all. Now, let me say this. After the rapture, the rapture is the next thing to happen in the believer's life. During that time the start of the, after the rapture, the start of the tribulation period, if you think it's worse now, 
Oh, man, y'all. So what I'm trying to do here, and, and y'all got to understand, I'm trying to pace myself because I got a lot of information, but I'm trying to keep it at a level where you can grab it, not get scared, okay, and go home at least with a little bit of hope tonight, at least understand what I'm talking about. All right, so I don't want anybody here tonight to leave here tonight not understanding the times or understand the teaching. This is called in theology eschatology. That's what it's called. Eschatology means the study of last things. All right, ecclesiology is the study of the church, eschatology is the study of last things. All right, things to come. Now, uh, we can look to what the Bible says about these things, and if the signs are present in abundance, we can be certain that we are in fact. So let me solidify this and write in your notes. We are living in the last days. All right, so there are two words used interchangeably. So you have the last days and the end times. All right, last days, end times, okay? Now, like I said, this is not to um, scare you. It is to hope you, all right? Everybody has a Bible tonight? If you don't have a Bible, raise your hand. We'll get you one. I want you to go to our first scripture tonight. I want you to go to 2 Timothy. I believe in the fall we'll go through the book of uh, Revelation, all right, this is just a mini-series, y'all. This is just a mini-series. Now, y'all know what my mini means. Second Timothy. All right. Now, now let me say this, okay? So, um, th- th- this information is not for fear. It's for hope. That if you don't understand it, then you may have a salvation problem. But if you do understand it, then you know that even though you may see mass killings and earthquakes and famines and uh, all this stuff, pestilence and all this other stuff that's happening, you and I can still have hope that we are going to make it, amen, as God carries, carries us out to live out our God-given purpose, if that make any sense. Right? So, because it's like, what's the point? Why is all these people dying for no reason? And then you ask the question, if God is so good, why? Alright, a lot of people have the why question. But how do you know they were good? Hello, somebody. How do you know a person will say to you, oh, I'm a good person and I have the good person test for them. Right? So the question is, how good are we really? So we don't really know if a person's good. So when you see disaster happens, you say, well, that's a good person. But you don't know. We don't know. They could have been a Christian. Because Christians do suffer. Now, all through the Bible, you'll find that Christians were persecuted in the first century and beyond. Listen, every disciple except for John, except for John died a natural death. The one that wrote the book of Revelation. Did you know that? Every disciple. 
Amen. So, look what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And let's read it. I want to read it to you. Uh, It says, but what? Realize what? That what? That in the what days? Last days. In the what days? In the last days. Now, when scripture talks about days in scripture, Yom, that word days simply means, this is what it means. It means a period of time has to do with a time period. And there's a big word that I want you to look at. If you look at your, if you look at your timeline for a minute, let me get through this. Right here. There you go. That's right. Okay. If you look at this, this timeline right here. Well, my point ain't working. Uh, and you see where it says Gentiles? See where it says Gentiles? Okay. God was ruling a certain kind of way in this time period. And then when he came, when it came to Israel... He ruled a certain kind of way. And then he went to the church and he deals with us a certain kind of way. In other words, that word is called dispensation. Alright? A, disp- a dispensationalist is one who believes in a segment or series of time periods. How God operated. So God dealt with Abraham and Adam differently than he did the church. The church age. It has to do with age. Alright? I'm just trying to keep it at a level where we understand it. Okay? So watch this. So, what we find is that he says that, realize this, that in the last days, that in the last days, difficult times will what? Come. Now, what he gives us clearly in verse 2 is what? A sign. So write it down in your Bible. A sign if you want to just note that. It's a sign. Now I want you for me to do this. I want you to look at the signs. And then I want you to match it up with the times that we live in now. Let's check it out. Now listen. If you're a Christian, you're not going to get past to tribulation. You're set. (laughs) Aren't you glad? Now, some people are renegade. They're like, man, I want to go through that. Oh, man, when I start breaking it down for you and you understand, one of the key signs of the times is the... uh, the, the effect on the climate, the weather, the changing of the planet, right? Now, you know how everybody's trying to go green? They could try to spend billions of dollars on going green, but because the earth is under a curse, it can only go one way, and that's down. It can only disintegrate, right? Re- remember when you bought that brand new car? It just went down. After a while, the motor just went out. You understand what I'm saying? If we were living in a perfect world, nothing would go wrong with it. So there's the problem with sin. 
But he says, realize this, that in the last days, difficult times, difficult times will come. He says, men will be what? Okay, so let me ask you a question. Is that a clear sign today? All right, give, it, give me some feedback. It's Bible study. Give me some feedback. Woo! Selfie. <laughs> right? Social media. Selfies. Men will be lovers of who? Of themselves. These are the signs of the times. Men are more interested. People are more interested in themselves. They love themselves more than anyone else. It's a sign of the time. Men will be lovers of self. What else? What's the next thing? So that's, so that's one, right? We could check that off. Can we check it off? Let's check it off on our list, right? Okay. Um, um, what's the next one? Huh? Can we check that off? Give me some example of that. Examples of that. I'm building my empire. I'm I'm building generational wealth. Uh, Not liking money, but loving money. And some people rationalize with that, right? Like, oh, I just want a better life. Well, if you don't have a better life by just serving Christ and coming to understand who he is and living for him, then the question is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I believe you can still have fun and be a Christian. But here's the thing. You got to check off this box right here. Are we living in a time where people are lovers of money? Are we living in that time? So we're definitely in the last days, right? We're definitely in the end times. What does that do for you? What does that revelation do for you right now? Ooh, that's exactly what it should do. But some people get scared. They're like, man, what am I going to do? I mean, we're, we're, we're panic. Some people panic, like we'll get into a whole panic attack. Like that's why I'm trying to take you slow because if I take you too fast and I really show you the deeper things, you'll be like, oh my God, no, I don't want any of that. But that's not for us. Listen, I don't want you to fear the book of Revelation. I want you to embrace the book of Revelation because actually the first three chapters is pertaining to us. The rest of it is not for you. Come on, give God a hand clap praise for that. Let me say this. Matthew 24, which we'll get into, the, the first three verses is really about then, now, but the rest of it is for when Jesus comes back. When Jesus, while they're going through the tribulation, so what Jesus did, he gave them, in, in, in Matthew 24, he gave them, watch this, the signs of that time. And in First Timothy chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 3, He gives us the sign of our time. Isn't that cool? Lovers of money. Come on. Come on, y'all. Y'all can tell me some more stuff, right? Lovers of money. What else? Boastful. Arrogant. Revilers. What else? 
What is going on? What is going on? What do you say? Disobedient to parents. What else? Ungrateful. Do you see that happening today? Anybody? Right? Like, like, like really, really revilers. You know what a reviler is? <laughs> a blasphemer. One who blasphemes. One who talks about God and cusses at the same time. Now, can I ask you a question? Not every rap song. But do you hear blasphemous stuff in there? The beat may be good. But the but the content is what? It's obscene, right? So so we're thinking like what's going on with our society? How can we change the world? Uh here's the thing. When you look at what's really happening, these are the signs. What else he says? Go ahead. Read on. Disobedient to parents. Now, what does the Bible, why, why, does, why is that a big, well, I don't even know, I, I'm like, how did, that make the, how did that make the list? Do you not know that one of the Ten Commandments is what? What does honor mean? Thank you. Obey. And you're never too old. Come on and help me somebody. So the signs of the times. He says, in the last days, now look at the context now. In the last days, right? Disobedient to parents. What else? Un what? Un ungrateful? Are you are you serious? Did he say ungrateful? Hold your finger right there and somebody flip over to Luke chapter 6 verse 35. What do you got? Luke chapter 6 verse 35. What does it say there? Did it say what? Okay. Now what I'm showing you here is how you live through these times. How to biblically handle some of this stuff that we that we deal with every day with people that you probably work with or live with. See, the Bible has the solution. So if you would, this is the antidote to that. He says, but love your enemies and do what? Good. Lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great. And you will be what? There's the word. Here's the thing. In the last days, we need to distinguish who are the sons of God over the children of the enemy. And there's a clear sign of who they are. Now, I don't want you to be a sign seeker. That ain't that that I'm going to talk about that in a minute about how the you know, Jesus got the Pharisees for that. You're always looking for a sign. You say, you know how to do this, do that. But you can't even discern that the Savior is standing in front of you. You can be so caught up in horoscopes that you miss the real scoop. Amen. Some people live by horoscopes. And they live by, by crystallizations and vibrations and all this other stuff trying to align themselves. Listen, you better give your heart to Jesus. 
Are you with me? Horoscopes can't tell you nothing. The word can. Word tells you to do what? If you love your enemy, if you do good, if you lend expecting nothing in return, your reward will be great. Watch this. And you will be sons of the what? Of the most high. For he himself, because you have a daddy to imitate, is kind. Now let me tell you what the word kind means. Kind means that you have boundaries. Now when you're nice, the etymology for the word nice is foolish. So when people say, oh you're such a nice person, pay attention to them. You know why? They're the ones that call you all the time. They want to drain you and they want to add nothing to you. So with kindness, it means I got boundaries. Now, sorry, I can't help you today. And I ain't going to feel bad about saying I can't help you today. They may want to make you feel bad, but the Bible calls you to be kind to ungrateful people. Not to good people, but to who? So that's how you handle in the last days, how you handle ungrateful people. Be kind to them. Are you following me? Let's go back to let's go back to Second Timothy. Let's look at the signs, okay? Look what it says. It says what? Uh, ungrateful, unholy. Folk ain't gonna want to be holy. Tell your neighbor signs of the times. Now, if you take this list, okay? I don't want you to get crazy about the list, okay? Don't be trying to find a boyfriend. Go down the list, checking them off. No. Uh, <laughs> All right, don't do that. Okay, that's not fair. Okay, he just says in the last days, right? He says what else? Uh, unholy, what? Unloving. I mean, you see families that cannot get together. Husband and wives cannot get together. Cousins, uncles, aunts, you know, grandfathers and grandmothers. Watch this. They cannot get along. You're like, what is going on? We're living in the last Days. Write this word down. Postmodernism. Postmodernism. That's the times that we live in. And I'll explain that later on. But just write that down and put a put a little asterisk and say, Pastor gonna explain that later. Okay? Alright. Watch this. He says what else? Uh unholy, unloving, irreconcilable. Used to be people get mad at each other. And then, you know, after a few days, you kind of let it go. You understand what I'm saying? Now, man, folk hold stuff in their heart for the rest of their lives. They go to the grave mad. But see, what Jesus is doing, and what, I'm sorry, what, Tim, what Paul is telling Timothy here, as young Timothy is getting ready to pastor this church at this particular time, all these things had not happened yet. But here's the thing. Can I help you with something? You know how it says in the last days? When he wrote this, it was the last days. <laughs> it was already the last days. Because all that Timothy and all of the disciples, as, they, as Christianity spread out of uh, Jerusalem, out of Israel, watch this, watch this. All these things into Rome and all these different places, what they saw was these very things started to happen. And so imagine that Paul is writing this to his young protege 
who's pastoring a church with a bunch of old people. I mean, well, the seasoned saints. And um, <laughs> and um, then all of a sudden, the generation is changing. And all of a sudden, you start seeing this stuff start happening in your church. What you start thinking, man, we in the last days. You get me? You know why your bill turns from yellow to pink? Because your days are numbered. Those are called signs. <laughs> Starts white, it goes yellow, and then when it goes pink, you got to call somebody. Right? Because it's, because it's telling you this the sign of the time. Here's the thing, what happens to people. People are in relationships, right? And they see all the signs. And they just keep ignoring it, thinking like, well, things are going to get better. If you don't do something about it, tell your neighbor, it ain't going to change. I promise you it's not going to change. And let me say this. Let me say this. You could wish for it to change. But when you see the signs, I tell people this all the time. I said, if somebody shows you who they are the first time, Believe it. And I ain't talking about, oh, I was just playing. No, that's who you are. Bro, that's who you are. So pay attention. I want you to be so locked in on what's going on, but I don't want you to be obsessed by what's going on. I want you to go out and make a difference, maybe in somebody else's life, where you can share, hey, listen, let me talk to you about Jesus, y'all, because we in some dangerous times here. Man, listen, you got you at the gas pump now, you gotta be, you gotta <laughs> listen, you can't even go outside, man. It's it's crazy what's going on right now, right? So what is that? The signs of the what? Times. Watch the text. Text goes on and says what? Uh irreconcilable, malicious what? Oh Lord. If you're talking about somebody when they're not around, you're gossiping. And I'm talking about, girl, you know. Now, if you're talking out of concern, let's pray for this person. That's something different. But don't use that prayer to gossip. Do you see this happening? Any of you see this happening? Without what? These are the signs of the times that we're living in that people have no self-control. Like, seriously, it's a spirit, but it's, it's a sign. Jesus did not leave us, watch this, in the dark about this stuff. He's like, let me show you something. Paul's like, let me show you. But for us, he's like, let me show you. Watch the text. He says what? He says, he reckons... He, did I, did I do irreconcilable already? Okay, self-control. Like, good Lord, like, what's going on? Like, who wants to live in these times? But we got to live through it, right? What hope does our kids have? Do you want to have kids? Some of you who need to have kids? Some of you want to have kids? <laughs> Not need to have kids, but I'm just saying, right? You may, you may want a few kids every now and then. I mean, later on in life. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing about it. If you raise them in the Lord, 
you won't have to raise them in fear. Because for over almost 2,000 years ago, the last days had already started. And, and watch this. And we have survived up to this point. So don't get afraid of this stuff. But when you see it, exit. For real. Like, I wouldn't be hanging around people like this, man. I'm like, I got to go. Watch this. Watch the text. They ain't got no self-control. Haters of good. Watch this. Treacherous. Man, what words, what words that Paul is telling Timothy. Paul is laying it on the line. He's like, dude, you got to watch out because, listen, in these last days, you better watch out. These folk are treacherous. You heard that word before. They're what? They're treacherous. And, and, and it's crazy because he links it into the what? Into the last what? Last days. But remember, as I said, we're still waiting for the end of the days. That won't, that's they're two, two separate pieces, right? But what are we waiting for right now? Well, what we're waiting for is this. If you have your paper, you can look at it. Right, So the first advent is when Christ came to earth. Advent means the coming, the arrival of. That's what, that's what an advent means. Right? Christ came to earth right, to save us. He went to the cross. He was resurrected. And he went to heaven. This area right here is where we are right now. So from the cross... To the seven years of tribulation, we are caught in the middle right now. We are in the last days. Or we are also in the church age. Always remember that. It's crazy how the devil has distorted church where people don't want to come to church. He's distorted the minds of people where they, they, they want to do church on their terms. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine wanting church on my own terms. So rather than go to church, I will do it on demand. I will pick who I want to teach me because I feel that's best for me. Or... I'm spiritual. And I'm a spiritual person, but I just don't go to church. Well, how are you going to get this information? See, a, those type of spiritual people are only interested in one thing. You know what they're interested in? Lovers of self. With no self-control. You know what what that means? That means they cannot submit to another person. To a pastor. See, church is not about you just coming and being entertained. Or just casually coming to hear. You are to submit yourself under a spiritual leader. So that he can guide you, feed you, watch this, and protect you. Are you following me? Most people today in the last days 
They don't want to submit to any authority. And when you don't want to submit to any authority, then that puts you in a very bad place. Are you with me? Can I tell you something? There's humility in submission. All right, watch this. Watch what he says next. He says what? Where we at? Where we at, y'all? Oh, Lord. Treacherous and reckless. Good Lord. Ratchet and all that kind of stuff. And look, they make a song about it. And, and listen, I'm just saying, like, like, for real, like bragging about it. You see what I'm saying? And, and what I'm saying is, and we as Christians, listen, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. But we got to be very careful because reckless people, okay, reckless people will do things, watch this, that will pull you so far away from your faith. Reckless is not where you want to be. What's the next word now? Conceited. Y'all know what that word means? What's that word? You, you know what conceited means? Oh, let me let me explain what reckless means. Reckless means always falling. Oh, Lord Jesus. Always falling. Amen. Re- reckless means not just falling, but falling face first. That's what a reckless person does. Think about it. When you're driving a car, right? If you're reckless, you're going to what? You're going to hit something. Correct? Now, let me ask you this. What he's saying is, I don't want you to get scared of the times. I need you to know about the times that you're living in. If I know what day it is, if God, by the way of the Holy Spirit, would just open my eyes tonight and illuminate to me the times that I'm living in, then I know how to operate. I'm not going to get caught up in a crossfire. I'm not going to get caught up in the mess that I see happening out here. Why? Because I'm paying attention. My eyes are open. When your eyes are open, listen, when you have knowledge, you have everything. It's when you don't have knowledge. It's when you don't know what's really going on that you're scratching your head like everybody else. Why do you think I'm preaching how to survive in a recession? I ain't talking about the recession out there. I'm talking about the spiritual recession that we're dealing with in our own lives today. See? Listen, can we have joy in the last days? Yeah, of course we can. But knowing this information helps us to say, man, I've got to get my stuff together. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a personal question? Any of you seen yourself on this list? Uh, reckless, conceited, lovers of what? I want to get high all day. And I don't want to stop. I want party as Friday. Night of prayer on Friday. Why do you think I do night of prayer? Hopefully you'll be convicted after prayer not to go out. There's so much pleasure out here, y'all. Huh? But he says, listen, imagine lovers of money, 
lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of what? Of who? God. People say they love God, but they love pleasure more. They can't even deny themselves on a Saturday night to be on their post on a Sunday morning. I got to do this. I got, it's a draw. It's a pull. It's an attitude, y'all. I'm thinking about me and me only. These are the signs of the times. Now, I'm going to get into the earthquakes and the political signs and and Israel. Israel is part of the sign, too. Okay? Uh, uh, Earthquakes are part of the sign. Uh, What else is part of the sign? Technology is part of the sign. All these different things. But let's start at home first. The stuff that you can really understand first. That's why I want you to get this first. We only got four weeks in this. Right? What he says next? Uh, Oh. Somebody read that again. Holding to a form of what? What does that mean? I know how to read the Bible. I can read the Bible. I can prophesy. Listen, if God didn't tell you first, why would he tell somebody else? And matter of fact, why are you relying on somebody else for prophecy when you got a whole book right here? See, you know what that's a form of? That's a form of horoscope too. Or tarot card reading. Listen, I came out of Hinduism, okay? I came out of a whole lot of mysticism. So when I came to know the truth of the word, I relied on God's word. And God's word is where I get all of my prophecy from. Now, what I look for is validation. What I look for is confirmation. But there's a lot of people out here teaching stuff today, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied what? You, you know what that means? You know what that means? Let, let, me, let, me, let me illustrate this for you. I pray. I read my Bible. But you ain't busting a grape. You ain't got no power. Satan doesn't even move when you pray. Matter of fact, he sends more demons because he said, oh, she's just playing. She ain't real about that. He ain't real about that prayer. He ain't real about that life. You ain't about that life. You understand what I'm saying? So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to just send some more demons your way to do what? To make you think that you're getting ahead. I hear people say this all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm spiritual. I'm godly. I go to church. Yeah, I get it. But you're holding on to a form of godliness. But it has no power. So it tells me something that godliness really has power. What does godliness have? It has the power for you to say, I got self-control. I don't want to love money. I don't have to love money. Listen, when you get rid of that money spirit, Oh man, and you have Jesus, and you have joy, and you have contentment, and you have the Holy Spirit, and you have godliness, you'll have money. 
But a lot of us, we have to examine, examine where our godliness really lies. What is godliness? Godly living. What is godly living? Following what? The precepts, the principles of God's word in the areas of your life that you need it in. Okay? Okay. Let me break it down to you. Ready? Godliness is not you not smoking, not drinking, not partying. You know what I'm That's not godliness. God wants your heart. See? Because watch this. As you give him your heart and as you start living according to his word, all of a sudden, you don't, you don't have a taste for that stuff no more. And then when you try to go back, it don't taste the same. It don't look the same. Look what it says. Holding on to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Look what it says. Look what it says. In the last days, women, avoid such men. Write this down. The doctrine of separation. Now listen, people may think you stuck up and you all that, and you holy and godly and all these other things. Funny acting. No. If you have a standard you ain't going to step down to meet them down there. You never step down from your principles. Listen, and you knew what was right. I mean, you knew. But you thought, man, I think I can rub off on this person. Do you know that person has been unloving and arrogant all their lives? But I thought, Pastor, I thought we were supposed to save people. You're supposed to witness not getting a relationship with them. And then after they get saved, you got to back off and let them grow. See what I'm saying? Like you're trying to be the pastor. And Jesus at the same time. You can't be Jesus in nobody's life. What you have to be is a witness to somebody. But he says, avoid, run, get away, flee. Watch this now. He says, for among them are those who enter into the households and captivate. Yeah. But you see the list from verses 2 to verse 5? That's what you call a bad boy. 
but really that's a last day person. Those are the signs. You can use this in every, in, in, in everything in your life to say, okay, if you want to know about relationships, check the list. They captivate what kind of women? What kind of women woman are you? Huh? Look what it says. Weak women do what? Weighed down with sins led on by various what? Various what? Check verse seven. Always what? They always got a book. They always got a Bible. They always got some kind of religious song on. Deliver me, Lord. Boy, catch him at the right moment. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm seeing two different things here. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, hold on a minute. I'm seeing a person who's God, who has a form of godliness, so it almost looks right. I see a woman who's weighed down by sin because of her impulses. Watch this, but but she's always what? Wait a minute now, wait a minute now. Always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What does that mean, Pastor? You keep saying I'm gonna get it. But are you this woman? Are you this man? Signs of the times. We have to discern. See? Check it out. You're always learning, but you ain't learned nothing. How can you always be in church? Always be in church. Always be in church. You ain't learned nothing. You all, you the first one here. But you ain't learning nothing. You know why? Let me tell you why. Too much impulses. Weighed down by what? Sin. But check this out. These are the signs of times, right? Watch this. Watch this though. But see, the reason why a person is seeking knowledge have good intentions too have all the best of intentions, always seeking that knowledge from God's word, but ain't learning. It's because there's no transfer. You see, sin separates you from God. As a believer, it it puts you on the outside of the winner's circle. So this is, when you are in fellowship with God, you are in the winner's circle. You have all of the, all of the perks and the promises when you are living in obedience to God's word. But if you're weighed down by sin and you, you, you know what's right, but you keep, you know, straddling, you put yourself outside the winner's circle, but check this out. And you're learning, but you're not learning. You're never really experiencing the power of the word to really change you. Check this out. It is because you have gnosis. 
and not epinosis. You know what gnosis is? Knowledge. You got head knowledge, not heart transformation. Epinosis is when you when the word transfers from your head through the teacher by way of the Holy Spirit, and then it gets down into your heart. And then, watch this, from your heart, it starts coming out in your walk. In your talk. Man, I used to cuss like a sailor. Every five words, I don't even, I didn't even know why I cussed. I just cussed. Just cuss. Cuss and lie. Cuss and lie. Just cuss and lie. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Man, I thank God for Jesus. Not, Aren't you glad for Jesus? Like, seriously, aren't you? Now, listen, come on, y'all. And I was skeptical of this Jesus thing, okay? Till I shook my hand at him and said, I don't believe you. You ain't real. No real God. If you're real, you better show me. Oh, shoot, he showed me. But, but the Lord began to take certain stuff. I'm like, man, he's taking it. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a, like, my vocabulary is changing. I didn't even have to try. It's because I was listening to the word from my pastor. I was taking them notes. See, I, man, listen, I got notepads. Because whenever he said something, whatever fell off his lips, I was there. I, I had to get that. And then all of a sudden, my life started changing. Because I wasn't just gathering information. Some of us come to church just for information. That's why, you know, when I preach, I, you know, I'm not trying to be intellectual and all this other stuff. I'm trying to get to this, the heart. And I believe one simple thing. It's not about emotion. I can emotionalize you and you walk out of here and you come back the same every week. But when you get a word that you can hold on to. When you understand that I got knowledge, but this knowledge is working for me. Guess what? You start changing. So you don't have to be like this. I don't want to get caught up in this list. But let me show you what happens here to these people. Janus and Jambrius. He says, just as Janus Janus and Jambrius oppose what? Moses. So these men also oppose the what? Anytime you got a man telling you don't go to church or talking about it, I pass it. You know, people tell you, y'all heard the testimonies, right? When people usually come here, they don't like me because I usually tell them the truth. <laughs> it's the word that convicts them and I'm okay with that because they're not hating me. They really don't like Jesus. See, they're really opposing the truth. Truth hurts. Especially when you're confronted by like, dang, lovers of pleasure. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm lover of pleasure. You're sitting here tonight like, dang, this list is deep, man. I'm comfortable, man. Sweating and stuff, man. Like <laughs> alcohol coming out your pocket. <laughs> I saw you drinking before the July. No, I'm just playing. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, y'all. You know, it gets comfortable. Truth make you uncomfortable, man. You be like, you want to hide. But check this out. He says, they oppose the truth. Men of the brave mind in regard to what? To the faith. But, but, but they will not make any 
Come on, y'all. Any what? Progress. What's the sign of the times? Folk ain't making no progress in church. You come into church and you're the same. It's only by the grace of God he's holding you up, you know. He said, he says, look, he says, he says, but these men make no further progress for their folly will be obvious to all. Just as Janius and Jambrius folly also was also. Now you follow, watch this and I'm closing my time is up. I'm way over now. Uh, follow my teaching. What else? Such as happened to me where? In Iconium and at Lystra. What persecution I what? And out of them all. I'm going to leave you right there. Can Can I say this to you? You know what he says? He says, if you follow my example. Can I ask you a question? In these last days, who are you following? You know why we have YouTube and podcasts and, and all this other stuff? You know why we have it? We have it so you can go back and listen. Because I already know that what you heard tonight is going to leave you when you walk out the door. So it's there so that you can regurgitate it, read it again, listen to it again. Oh, man, I got to take some more notes. I got to do this. I got to read. And let me tell you something. Tell you something. You don't have to be afraid of the, of the last days or the signs of the times. So we started off tonight with the signs of the times as it pertains to the behavior of man. Give God a hand clap of praise.